Welcome to Dollars and Cents. Our podcast is designed to provide listeners with financial advice in a language you can understand. Created and hosted by Mark Friedman, President and CEO at Friedman Financial, he discusses timely topics that help individuals and families make smart financial decisions. Count on lots of energy, candid discussion, and a few laughs. And now, here's your host of Dollars and Cents, Mark Friedman of Friedman Financial. Welcome back to another edition of Dollars and Cents with Friedman Financial. My name is Mark Friedman, and I'm joined by my co-host again, Marion Gilman. How are you today, Marion? I'm wonderful. How are you today, Mark? Good. The fall is setting in. It's a little chill in the air. It certainly is. And you know, it's interesting. I was visiting clients in Atlanta on Monday this week, Uh and it was really cool in Atlanta. Monday morning was 43 degrees. Must be this big global warming thing they talk about, our our climate. Yeah, sure. That must be it. Whatever it is. I I don't know. (laughs) But the leaves are changing colors here in, in Massachusetts, if you're in the New England area, and great it's time gorgeous. to go. It really is. It really it, is. It really hasn't hit. I'm looking out the windows here of our office. Um, it doesn't look like the colors have really hit here yet, but I guess up north it's Well, coming. if you go in the woods, and not that I really go in the woods, woods, but in Peabody, there's a bike path mm-hmm. that goes along Russell Street, and back of Russell Street. And if you walk down there, there are actually a lot of leaves that have changed color down there. And you it's spend beautiful. a lot of time walking that path, I don't do. you? I do. I love walking that path. Yes. So Marion likes to walk a lot. I love to walk. I, I, I joked the last time, in fact, you just mentioned Atlanta. We were at a conference a couple of years ago in Atlanta, and there was a line waiting for us to check in as we were checking into the hotel. Yes. And you said... Um, I've got to get some steps in and you walked the perimeter of the lobby for like a couple times until yeah. it was our time. Yep, that would be me. As a matter <laughs> of fact, whenever in. we're waiting in line, my husband will say to me, go ahead, you can go pace. Yeah, so that's what she wants to do is get her steps in. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's been an interesting week. Um, of course, a lot of attention is being drawn over to what's going on in the Middle East. Um, the, the terrorist actions that are going on in Israel that are just trying to wipe out the Jewish population, which is just... Tremendous! Uh, you know, it's 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 horrifying to see some of the pictures. Frankly, to me, it's horrifying to see the number of people that are actually blaming Israel for this. Um, it's crazy. I mean, our thoughts are with all of the people over there, and it's just—I mean, it's senseless. Well, I shouldn't say senseless because they don't feel that way, but it's so, so violent, and innocent people are being killed and held yeah. hostage, and it's just so sad. I mean, it, it is, if you will, like Israel's reported and said, you know, this is their 9-11. Right. Um, and it really is. And it's yeah. and if you think about the, the size of the population of Israel compared to the size of the population here in America, it's almost six to ten times worse in the number of deaths and destruction that they've had in a single day. It's, exactly. And people at a music festival. How sad. Yeah, you just, know? just ripped from their homes. Ex- and um, Yeah, I actually was reading an article about five people... I mean, three young people who are being held hostage just ripped out of their home because they happen to be living right near the Gaza Strip. Yeah, it's it's senseless. It's yeah. terrorism. It's that is what it is. And and I have absolute full confidence in the power of Israel and the and the support of the American government and several other governments around this country right. to hopefully, you know, just wipe out terrorism certainly in the Middle East if they can. Yeah, it's uh, been around a long time. It, I'm not sure they can wipe it out, but let's hope they can it, alleviate the problem. A- for, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things that people continue to ask us about now is with the war in Israel, in, in Gaza, 
Um, the challenges with the economy, if there and, are challenges with the economy. And what's going on in Ukraine. Right, in Ukraine and everything. Ongoing, I mean, you know. You know, how does that impact things? Because as you well know, uh, the market has kind of wobbled along over the past, you know, certainly the past couple months. I mean, we're Correct. seeing a nice, nice run out. We're still positive for the year. Yes, um, and we're still positive over a one-year horizon. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that we look at a lot with our clients is what has happened over the past year. We also look back three years, five years, but you know, over the past year, we have seen positive returns after you know a terrible 2022. So you know how again we get the question a lot: How is this going to affect the economy and the stock market? Yeah, I mean, if if you drive around, I mean, seems like everything's going fine, doesn't it? I mean, restaurants are busy. You know, there's plenty of cars on the lots. Well, yeah. last Friday we had a jobs report that was spectacular right I mean nobody expected that everybody thought that you know the jobs report was going to be really terrible not many jobs created it was over double what economists were expecting so there is certainly no shortage of jobs um, and hiring is going really well and people are getting raises too I mean that's the other thing because the market is tight for yeah. employees yeah you certainly are seeing significant raises um, for those that, you know, in, in all different industries these days. That's right. I mean, it's it's crazy that, you know, just a, if you think about it, at $15 an hour, which is the minimum wage here in Massachusetts, $15 an hour pays you at 40 hours a week. That's a $35,000 salary just at minimum wage. Right. And I mean, $20 an hour is a $42,000 salary. Um, and that's a bare bones minimum what you can get paid at 40 hours a week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know, people are getting paid more and more money, and um, some of them are spending it. Yeah. Some of them are not. I mean, hopefully people are saving it. Um, I mean, the downside is we do have inflation now, so things cost more. They they do. And, and you know, we will continue to see that. I don't expect um, inflation to decline much over the next let's say six months because the federal reserve has said they're keeping interest rates higher so i don't think we're going to see the continued increase like we've seen over the past year or two i don't think it's going to go down how prices are going down i think they're going to stabilize where they are for a while but but i think it also um tells us we, we we were planning something a little bit differently for bonds this year weren't we Mary? we certainly were and you know that's a really a function of interest rates so in 2022 um it was the worst year that the bond market has seen in history I think, right it was you in know? history it really was a historical event so we expected that in 2023 not that we might not see a, a huge recovery yet but we would at least see a stabilization and that really hasn't happened um, we have seen more decline in bonds because the federal reserve has raised interest rates more this year um, than they had you know at the end of 2022 than we so, imagined right then, yeah, exactly so we thought it was going to be you know they might raise a small amount but they weren't going to continue to raise. And, and they've now said they could actually raise again, um, a small amount, a small but amount. still. It's, it's, a, it's a fractional move. Right. But, you know, over the next 18 to 24 months, I mean, the, the opportunity of investments in bonds and the return that you could potentially get on a total return basis is pretty attractive. Well, that's, um, and that's the one thing that a lot of people don't look at. 
is that even though bond prices might have gone down a little bit more this year, now not, not nearly as much as they did in 2022, the interest rates that they're paying are much higher, considerably higher. And we're talking probably some of the some of the bonds that we've used are double the interest rate of what they were last year. Yeah, easily, yeah. And and that's really remarkable. I mean, so too though are money market rates, right? Money market rates are spectacular. They sure are. And last year, I mean, essentially money market rates have gone from about zero in the at the beginning of twenty twenty two or negligible to five over five percent now in a money market this is a totally liquid investment that really doesn't take virtually no risk right and, and what was interesting i was out for dinner with a couple friends this past week and they were talking about how they can now get three percent and almost four percent of their money market funds at the bank and um and they were so excited about that and i go guys you can even get better than that and they had no idea you could get better than that yes but what we're seeing nationwide is a lot of people are moving money that was in checking accounts or perhaps even some people in bond funds for that matter um, into safe haven money market and CD fund, CDs. Yeah. And what that can translate into, especially when the stock market is, you know, kind of wobbling along, is that there's a lot of money sitting in cash. There is. And so for those of you and those that we recommend that we remain our, we keep our positions in the stock market and we hold those Hold, hold those opportunities when the market does turn around and it will turn around those people that are fully invested today or have money in the stock market are going to be rewarded and then chances are they're going to be rewarded a second time because what's going to happen is the market's going to go up and all of a sudden people that own all this money in cash they're going to go what what are they going to say marion well they're on the sidelines right they, right they want to get in on it right fear of missing out fomo right right that's a big deal nowadays so yeah, I mean, everybody wants to get in on it. Unfortunately, right now is a great time. You look at it and you say, okay, well, the market's done. You know, you're, you're supposed to invest when everybody else is hesitant or, right. or afraid, right? Not once it's halfway up again. But again, it's better better to invest at some point rather than to, never to invest at Absolutely. all, Absolutely, right? and you might say to yourself, well, I can get 5% in the bank. What am I gonna get in the stock market? Well, I absolutely believe. Look, the stock market could go up, could go up 5% in a day. Right. You're getting 5% over a year. Now, that's a nice place to be, and I think you should have some of your money in cash, earning interest, that's easily accessible to you. And if you need that money within the course of a year, if you're planning to buy a house or a car or whatever it might be, absolutely, the money market is the place to be. But long term? Yeah, you got to have your money well allocated, well invested. I don't think you need to start chasing all these crazy other investments of um, hedge, hedged investments and alternative crypto investments currency. and all these crypto things and all gold right. or hard. No, just keep it plain, simple, plain vanilla stocks, bonds, cash. Stick with the mutual funds. Stick with the exchange traded funds. You don't need to buy individual securities. Right. But, but when you look at a long term horizon, um, over every long term horizon, Stocks and bonds have beat money market funds. Right. So, I mean, this is an unusual short-term, very short-term situation where a money market fund might have outperformed some stocks. Some, yeah. Not all. And might have outperformed some bonds. Again, not all. Yeah, because I really think a lot of folks have lost sight of the value of diversified investing with mutual funds and exchange-traded funds. The news is generally focused on a few of those individual stocks that have performed either really well 
or really poorly. Yes. And we've got to get away from buying those individual stocks. You and I have never been fans of buying individual securities for our clients, right? Never, never. And, and why is that? It's too risky, number one. I mean, to think about it. And, and those of you in the New England area, GE is a perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. um, we happen to be located in Peabody, so a lot of clients worked at GE in Lynn. And that company, you know, everyone who worked there, so, no, I shouldn't say everyone, but many people who worked there built up a, a significant position in GE. And they did very well with that stock and never wanted to sell it. But GE has since just plummeted I mean, and truly plummeted in value. So it's a it's a great lesson in looking at, you know, you have your money tied up in one individual stock that you are so confident in. Any almost any company out there can face hard times. I mean, you you've used the example of Tylenol. Right. You know, when when somebody took a Tylenol and it was it was Tylenol, right? Yeah, there we used poison, the remember, there was the poison Tylenol. The poison tablet. Ty Tylenol. So what happens to Tylenol stock? Well, I, I don't think it's Tylenol stock. I think they're owned by somebody Johnson else. And Johnson? I can't whoever it was. Who owns but, it, but when when yeah. someone does that, whether it's Tylenol or whether it's maybe you drink a can of Coca Cola and there's poison in it, what happens to that stock? It it, it plummets. It, it you plummets. Know? I mean, that's it. But just like you know, and, and I'm going to revert back now to this crisis that we're having here in Israel. Just like that with, with a war, I mean, no one saw things coming. I yeah. mean, somebody, you know, something happens to a company. Some, some, some CEO of a company makes some inappropriate remark about what's going on with the war, and that is going to destroy a stock price. Well, look at what happened during COVID when, you know, all of a sudden they shut down restaurants, right? Right. Uh, you know, they sh everything the was shut. The stock prices just the dropped. The stock prices would, dropped until... Until we figured out how to work with COVID, how to how to you know, you know, zoom and do all kinds you know do restaurants did takeout. I mean they, they had to some, pivot. That had, was the big term. That's right. They had to pivot. They had to change that's and right. come up with a different strategy, and it worked out over time. It didn't work out that month. It didn't right. work out six months. But over the years, now right. they're back. Right. So you got to realize of them. most of them. Right. You got to realize there's hills and valleys when it comes to investing. You smooth out those big jagged ups and downs when you buy a mutual fund, when you buy an exchange traded fund, when you buy what's called a professionally managed portfolio. And that's just one of the pieces of business, things that right. we do at Friedman Financial. That's right. And the one other thing that I wanted to mention along those lines is, you know, not we, we get a lot of questions about or a lot of complaints about the inflation in the economy right mm -hmm. now, which is very true. I mean, prices have gone up on all kinds of items. So we hear it every day from our clients, oh my goodness, I'm spending so much money at the supermarket or I'm spending so much money here or there. And in order, and, and we've had inflation forever. It just is a matter of how much inflation. Right. So the past 20 years have been relatively low inflation, past 15 years, low inflation. Prior to that, in 1980s, 90s, we had much higher inflation. In order to keep up with that inflation, you can't have your money at the bank. No. It's just not designed to do that. So it will always, you know, money at the bank always pays a lower interest rate than ongoing inflation it, does. It has to. It has to. And I mean, Social Security has just come out suggesting that their inflation number on Social Security checks is going to be around 3% increase this year. Exactly. Which is different from the almost 9% increase that you had the year prior. Right. So we're going to start to normalize. We're going to revert what's called back to the mean of around 2 to 3% a year. That's what we're going to. That's what's going to happen. Right. But I do think we have to get used to somewhat higher prices. 
Now, I don't think the prices have adjusted in the home market. No, um, I, I think the prices in the home market have adjusted, haven't adjusted downward. They just continue to go up. And exactly. that's simply because of uh, lack of inventory. That's right. When there's little supply yep. and there's high demand, right. prices go up. That's, that's right. what happens. Exactly. And even though you know there's an affordability issue now because interest rates are so high, although I somewhat laugh. So interest rates on mortgages are 7%. The interest rate on my first mortgage was 12. And mine was nine and a quarter. Exactly. So, I mean, we, we, we quickly forget. And that was, well, when I bought my first house, I guess it was 30 years ago or so. Yeah. And, you know, 30 years, think about where you're going to be 30 years from now. Well, I don't know, uh, dead maybe. I, 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 who, who knows where I'll be, <laughs> right. but you know what? But that is a period of time, even if you look at 15 years yes. from where you are right now. There's so many things that can happen. We've we've lived through so much in periods of five years, three years, 15 years, 20 years. Markets go up, markets go down. But over time, every time we look back, if you've managed your portfolio properly, if you've had a financial plan, if you've structured your life in a way that you have been getting rational and appropriate advice, that you're living for the future with one foot in the present, one foot in the future, you're going to be generally satisfied with that outcome five, 10, 15 years later. That's right, but don't look at it every day. No, you'll drive yourself crazy because you that set September statement, you probably looked at it and you said, oh, this is horrible, should I do something? Well, no, I mean, the, the month of October actually has been pretty good for us so far. That's right, you know, and that's what happens. As soon, honestly, most people wanna sell at the worst possible point yeah, in the market. Because they hear, uh, you know, terrible news. And, you know, I just wanted to add one more thing with it. Yes. Like going back to this terrible Please news. Um, you know, there is a war going on right now. There's been a yes. war that's been going on with Ukraine and Russia. Now there's the war with Israel and Gaza and Hamas and all of that. And it is a, an all-out war It is now. an all-out war. That's correct. But what does a war mean for the economy? What economically, what does war do? And I know this may not be make you feel good about this statement, but... What does war mean for the stock market and for the economy? And I always hate to say this because war is so devastating for individuals and people. For the economy, however, it tends to be good. I mean, it is not a negative for the economy because the manufacturers have to manufacture guns and, and provisions for the army or navy, whoever is fighting. That, you know, it just doesn't reverberate in the same way you might expect um, throughout the economy. And then there's the whole rebuilding initiative. That's because right. Because a war does ultimately end. Yes. There's the, you know, even, well, I, I don't know what's going to end up happening, but even if Israel, you know, wipes out Gaza completely and it becomes a parking lot, ultimately, Something will Israel go on. and the estate of and, and America and others are going to help build Gaza Correct. to be something different probably than what it was. But there's buildings, there's there's a whole community that has to be built. Well, look at the boom times after World War II. I mean, there, I'm sure there are some people out there who still remember those times. Right. Um, and, you know, you look around the community, and there were housing developments built when the soldiers came back from war here, um, all over the place. You know, that it was, a, it was really a boom time. And that's the baby boomers were born. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And so, you know, it, it, the, the war in Israel is devastating. It's it's. It's terrorism at its worst of what's happening right now. Right. Um, but it, it, there's, there's the humanitarian issues which you know pain everybody as they listen to these stories and we watch it from afar. Uh, but from an, from an investment standpoint, from an economic standpoint, certainly to you as an American that may be listening to this show, 
Um, don't let that scare you economically. No. Um, you, this is not going to be an impact to your portfolio. Particularly not here. And um, I think one of the other positives, again, uh, you know, you hate to say what's positive about a war, uh, but there has been, if you've noticed over the past, since, since the weekend, um, interest rates have gone down significantly on bonds. Yeah, and why have interest rates gone down, Mary? Well, it's called a flight to quality. So the U.S. government has the most secure bonds in the world. Right. Because they feel like if the U.S. government can't pay their bonds, then nobody can. So this is, this is the highest quality bond you can buy. So when people want to keep their money safe and they want to get it out of their own country um, because they're worried about their currency, they, there's a, what they call a flight to quality, a rush to buy right. U.S. Treasury bonds. And so the United States offers up bonds at a lower interest rate because why should they pay a premium on um, interest rates? Why should they give people That's a premium right. interest rate? When, the, when there's a lot of demand, um, they can, you know, the supply adjusts. So, That's right. Just yeah. just as it's different from we talked about when there's there's a small de- a small supply of houses, yep. yet a huge demand in people wanting to buy them, prices go up. Now there's a huge demand in bonds, so, and there's plenty of supply. That's right. So and so why should we pay? Why should the United States offer a premium rate to those that want to give money from overseas? Let's offer them a little bit less. They'll still be satisfied. That's right. So this has been a little economic lesson in supply and demand, a conversation about the impact of war, the conversations just around being rational during emotional times. And this is a very emotional period of time, especially when it comes to economic issues. Exactly. And, I, you know, again, our hats go out to anybody who had who has relatives over Absolutely. there. Um, so if now's the time for you to get serious about getting your financial life in order. And we have been getting calls. I don't know what it's been, why it is, but this month has been a very busy month for people that are calling us. And I know a lot of people want to- good. Yeah, but a lot of people want to get this stuff done before the end of the year. And so if you've been thinking about saying, you know, maybe it's time for a second opinion. Maybe it's time to revisit what I'm doing. Maybe I'm not getting the communication that I wanted from my financial advisor, or perhaps you've been doing it on your own and you say, you know, now it's time to get serious about my financial life. And I want to talk with somebody. Folks, now is the time to do it because if you wait until after the first of the year, sure, we'll still be here, but you can clean up a lot of stuff before the end of the year and have a fresh start ready to go for 2024. Like we said, if now is the time, give us a call. 978-531-8108. We offer a free consultation to anybody who reaches out to us. We're also happy to talk to you. If you want to learn more about us, you want to learn about what we do, how we charge, the types of clients we serve, it's all on our website. That's at FriedmanFinancial.com. That's Friedman. Two E's in a D. Financial.com. And that's going to do it for us today. Enjoy this lovely, nice, chilly cool weather of fall enjoy the leaves and we will be back again next week with more financial advice in a language you can understand have a great day everyone have a great week during today's dollars and cents episode with freeman financial your host may have discussed specific financial planning and investment ideas that are for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations please remember that investing involves risk and may include loss of principal Always consult a certified financial planner professional, qualified attorney, or tax advisor prior to investing to determine what is appropriate for you. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC.